morning. Welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Tuesday morning. We're back after a great live show in Boston. We've got your NBA action covered from Monday night in the NBA. I'm Zach Harper, joined by Nitsan with Rob Lopez passing out the Pedialyte after Boston. Speaking of Boston, we just announced the next live show going to be in Chicago on May 18th. Stay tuned for ticket information. Ticket drops on Wednesday for Patreon subscribers, so sign up. Coming up on today's Daily Ding, Carmelo Anthony isn't a Laker. The Warriors are reuniting with an old friend and Kevin Durant believes his best friend, his best friend's team will be fine in the playoffs. But first needs on who currently sounds like doc rivers. Oh, the Lakers, the Stop. Lakers, the Lakers Clippers, one thirteen, Lakers one Oh five in Los Angeles for our game of the night going into this game. Luke Walton said, it's not a must win. That's a good thing. Nits because they did not win uh, going into this game. Patrick Beverly said the Clippers are the best team in LA. He's right. They're the best team in LA. Lakers outplayed in the second quarter by the Clippers as they took control. Clippers started out the fourth quarter big to create a double digit lead. Uh, some tough news in this one for the Lakers. Kyle Kuzma turned his ankle in the fourth quarter. Um, and also they just weren't good enough and they still suck and they still keep losing games. Uh, Danilo Gallinari, 23.6 rebounds. Patrick Beverly had a big game, 13 points, nine rebounds, five steals, four assists. Montrez Harrell, 14, 11 and five off the bench. Lou Williams, 21 and five off the bench. For the Lakers, LeBron James, 27 points, eight rebounds, six assists in his playoff mode activated game. Rajon Rondo, 24 points, 12 assists, 10 rebounds. Um, gee, I, it's, it's just you and I are both on the same page that the Lakers are not making the playoffs. Uh, I said it on radio. I said it on podcast. You said it on podcast. You said it on Twitter. Um, it's just at this point. They're they're five and a half back of the eight seed with with 18 games to play. So unless they plan on going on like a like a 13 or 14 game winning streak, I don't know what we're supposed to expect out of this team other than losses. Nothing like everything we saw tonight is exactly what we should be expecting. It's just, you know, what's funny to me now is every time we do one of these dings and we're talking about the Lakers as the game of the night, it just feels silly. Like I've never been more bored watching a LeBron James team. It feels like I'm just watching a lottery team, just going through the motions and not care and not try. And then watching LeBron James literally only care on 50% of the court for most of the night. It's just, there's nothing to talk about anymore. They suck. They're not good. They suck. And like they, I mean, Rondo had a good game. That's the only thing I have as a takeaway from whatever we saw today. Yeah. I mean, Reggie Bullock shot poorly. Kuzma shot poorly before he got hurt. Um, the bench. I actually thought Reggie uh, looked fine. Like he yeah, was like, like he can play. He just didn't shoot well, right? Right, but he he played well. Like he gave the effort, and he was running to good spots, and he knew where he was supposed to be. I think every and you know Rondo again looked great. LeBron is LeBron, so he's gonna look. He's gonna give you twenty-seven points easy. But other than that, like what what do we have to say about this team right now? What upside do they have that we could see? like day in day out or every night there is. Well, the, yeah, there isn't. I mean, it, I guess the comments are that Luke Walden said tonight wasn't a must win, even though it's not just that they needed a win. It's that you're playing the Clippers who are ahead of you in this playoff scenario. Like if you, How beat is this the, not a must win, it's like picking up two, two games on them essentially. Like that's like, that's a, a very important game. It just seems like, and get it like it's lip service, right? They don't have to, tell us that they actually care. They can kind of just say things and, and it doesn't really matter, but everything just seems so nonchalant with this team that they don't seem to really grasp the gravity or maybe, maybe they just know they're licked at this point. And so it's like, well, it doesn't matter if we say that we care because we're done. 
I think that's it. I think it's a ladder where they just, there's nothing that they can do. They're not making the playoffs. Like mathematically, it just doesn't make sense anymore. It would have to be some catastrophic stretch for the Clippers and the Kings and some historic thing that the Lakers come out and pull here, which they're obviously not going to do. You're blowing games to the Grizzlies. The bull, the that they lose the Bulls. I feel like they probably did. Who knows? The Grizzlies, the, the Suns, the yeah. Clippers. Come on. And this is a these are games that you can win. It was not a blowout until late into the fourth quarter. And then there was one play where I think Josh Hart missed a layup or something. He was defended pretty well. And then he just like droops down, doesn't run back on defense for like a good five, ten seconds. And like LeBron is like jogging over there, like he doesn't really care. It's like you you're not going to win games that way, no matter how close you are, um, because the Clippers don't shoot well from the three for a little bit. Like, it's just it's just sad, man. Yeah. I'm so sick yeah, of talking about them. Yeah, I guess it's really more about just the, the apathy that they show on the court when when it, it should be a much more serious thing. As for the Clippers, the Clippers look great. The Clippers are a good team. Like they're like Doc Rivers done a hell of a job. Even after trading Tobias Harris, you know, Steve Ballmer came out and said, no, we're, we want the playoffs. Like we like making the playoffs is important. And, and all this just keeps building on, by the way, both these teams are going to go after free agents this summer. The Lakers will still have the advantages. The Lakers um, can, can create, you know, at least in getting pitches and getting meetings with, with team or with players and, and their representatives. And they'll have the LeBron card to pitch if guys want to play with LeBron, but this Clippers team, like they're going to be able to go into the summer saying, we have all this cap space. We have all these assets to trade. If we need to, we have these players that will fit around as a role player. We want you as the star. We want to try to trade for this guy as, as the other star, like they, they have a great pitch going into the summer. Right. And can we talk about LeBron for a second? Sure. <laughs> you, you just said you're sick of talking about the Lakers and LeBron, but let's talk about LeBron. So sick of talking about the Lakers and LeBron, but we just have to say it. Like he doesn't, I think that it's been pretty much accepted that he just doesn't look right ever since coming back from that injury. And I don't know what, I don't know if you could blame it on the injury, the lack of explosiveness, et cetera. Cause it's just also an effort thing, but he looks 34. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, old he is. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to make an excuse. Cause I do think he needs some, some criticism here, but it would make sense if his body's not right. And his groin's not right. That then the effort wouldn't be there because if you start making effort and that thing doesn't feel right, you can pull it again, right? You can, you can injure it again. So I get like, that does make sense to me in theory, but there also just seems to be this apathy with him. He was literally standing around in the middle of nowhere for possessions at a time. I mean, that, you, that, can't, you know, you can't run, you can't like, you can't do something. I appreciate, I appreciate the tribute to that awkward kid at an eighth grade dance. I do appreciate that tribute. For LeBron. <laughs> he does really look like that. He looks confused out there. And like, he looks uh, like what dances did they make us do in middle school? Like square dancing. Oh, like the, like, that like the electric yeah. slide. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Boy. He looks like a guy that like kind of paid attention. And then they have you do the show at the end to the entire class or whatever. And he doesn't know what he's doing. So he's kind of looking around at the other guys. And like, he's like two steps behind them on that end. It just, um, it doesn't I'll, look good. By the way, Clippers are in the seventh seed. Which is awesome. The better LA team.
All right, everybody, you know the deal. FanDuel.com allows you to play the back-to-back Wednesday challenge with other B2B listeners. You go to FanDuel.com slash B2B, sign up, put five bucks in your account. They're going to match that five bucks, and you get to play with listeners every single Wednesday. We really have it every day, but the Wednesday challenge, that Wednesday challenge, you win that thing. You get to come on the Friday mailbag. You get to join us. You get to talk to us. You get to answer questions, ask questions. You get to pretend not to get kicked off because Jade doesn't know how to do that. But guess what, guys? I know how to do that. I know the technology. It's just a button it really couldn't be simpler but come get kicked off the friday mailbag by winning the back-to-back wednesday challenge on fanduel that's fanduel.com slash b2b all right nits let's get into the news from monday for tuesday three big news items we'll start off with the lakers once again i know you don't want to talk about them but it came out today from espn that carmelo anthony and the lakers will not come to a deal yet the Lakers and Carmelo were were discussing a possible contract for the rest of the season, but uh, that's on that's on hold because unless the franchise makes a, a turn back towards a playoff spot, uh, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. The Lakers have been leaning towards signing him. Uh, then they won, they lost five in in six games uh, after tonight's game. Carmelo Anthony's wondering if uh, if it makes sense to go to a different team, even though that other team doesn't seem to exist. So Nitz, uh, is this the low point for the Lakers that they can't even get Carmelo? Everything, everything's a low point for the Lakers at this point. But yeah, that's a little sad because I don't know, but I think it's the right decision. What is he going to do for the Lakers? And also, it's just weird because if you were going to sign him to make a playoff push, you didn't think that you were supposed to start making that playoff push like a minute ago. Like, why is this breaking apart now? You should have signed him a few yeah, weeks ago. Because you've had the roster spot since the trade deadline. It just make none of this makes any sense. And I saw someone mentioning it that they think that maybe this just really was never going to happen. And this is just a good opportunity to save face, be like, listen, we're clearly not making it into the playoffs. So why are we just adding people into our roster? Right. But, you get to address the elephant in the room of like, oh, wait, I thought Carmelo was going to go join LeBron, right? Exactly. And now you just kind of don't have to. I, that would be like prime chaos. So I would love if Carmelo ended up on the Lakers this season. I think if they, I think if they drop seven games below the eight seed, they they legally should have to sign him. Who would be the funniest guy that they could sign right now? That would just like kill. Black Trey. Dwight Howard can't. What? Who? Black Trey. (laughs) Sign some random dude off the street. Yeah, I think I want them to sign Black Trey. that post themselves on Twitter and it's these people that are like, I'm six, six and blah. And then someone will quote tweet it with like, then what are you doing here? Like go sign with the Lakers. Right. That would be great. <laughs> like, <laughs> literally anybody just go like full on mean mode. But dude, you don't feel okay. So yeah, I'm going to say it again that I just hate talking about the Lakers at this and point. You don't feel like them. we're covering. Yes, I know. I just love the sound of my own voice, but you don't feel like we're covering the Lakers. Like they're not as good as like a Suns team. And they just have LeBron James on them. Le- we're covering LeBron. That's what it is. That's that's what co- like he is the ecosystem of the NBA. That's what this is. I don't know why. Like why why are people confused? Like why do you talk about the Lakers so much? Because that's the news. I don't think anybody's confused, but you don't think that it's frustrating in a sense that we're like. No, we talk about everybody on this podcast. Just because you don't like an extra four minutes on the Lakers, get over it. We talk about everybody. <laughs> No, I'm done with that whole like, oh, I wish the national media. Yo, just follow better national media. We all talk about the right people. I'm not saying I wish the national media would talk about something else. I'm saying it feels silly. Like this entire season just feels silly because the way that we're covering the Lakers makes sense because LeBron is on them. Right. But we are covering such a bad team 
Right, but, but they weren't dumb. bad all season. They were good until he got hurt. Fine. So I think that I think that's what it is. I think I saw the stat today that the Lakers were the tenth best offense before LeBron went down with the injury, and since he's come back from the injury, they're like twenty seventh in defense. Like that's a that's a pretty big drop off. That's a big change. A lot and of reasons. When did that. when did Lonzo go down? Was it right around that or no? So yeah, like a little before that, maybe a little after. I can't remember, but yeah, basically around then. But even then, like okay. Lonzo's a good defender. He's not fixing that defense. He's not fixing LeBron. He's good. He he was a good defensive asset that they had. They Absolutely, had but he's but he's not so good that they that they don't fall apart with him in the lineup, right? Like right. there's a lot going on there. Um, speaking of defensive players, the Warriors are signing Andrew Bogut. In 2019. How about that? Uh, there's some formalities that have to be done. Bogut has to get a work visa. He has to get clearance from FIBA before he can sign a contract for the remainder of the season. But his season in Australia's league uh, is done. And uh, he's expected to get FIBA clearance. But that work visa could take uh, a week to a week and a half. Uh, Larry Harris, assistant general manager for the Warriors, who drafted Bogut when uh, he was the general manager of the Bucks in 2005, recently went to Australia to visit Bogut. That is from Mark Spears of ESPN. You're a Warriors fan. How do you feel about this? I feel good about it. I think, and I was reading Marcus Thompson and he kind of put it in the best way ever. The Warriors are just a one boogie cousins injury away from being really weak at the center position. And I I think Kavan is having some issues with his hip right now. And you got, um, you were just so weak. We've been, we've always been historically weak at the center position and you're adding a really good defensive guy to the team. You're looking into this playoffs. Like you are going to need these guys. And Marcus also, again, just great. Just said it really well. There's a ton of bigs that you're going to be facing with those teams in the West. You got Jokic, um, who's incredible. Who else do you got? Help me out with like, there's just so many bigs. Oh, uh, well, even like someone like Yusuf Nurkic, Yusuf Nurkic is just a big dude. You have to, you have to bang with, right? Like you have to For be sure. physical and having, Bogut for a few minutes each night, even against, you know, someone like that or against Steven Adams. Like, yeah, there's going to be, there's going to be a lot of guys. And then you're looking at the finals and you could potentially have a matchup against Embiid. So you can't go in weak there. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if he, I, I, I don't know that I believe that Bogut can actually play at a decent level, but even just the breaking, you know, break glass in case of emergency option option with him, yeah. like is probably play just having a body and it, you know, reports are saying that they saw him. They think that he's been looking great and well-conditioned. And I also heard from other people in Australia that he's been looking great. So I think it's just, it's a great pickup. Except it's not Australian league. It's not any good. And then final news story. <laughs> Kevin Durant believes the Celtics will be okay. He's backing up his best friend, Kyrie Irving. There's no way they'll play together next year. There's just no signs pointing towards that. But about the Celtics, he said they're right up there at the top. They've been losing a couple of games, but they've got the top talent, some of the top talent on that team. So they'll be fine. Once the playoffs start, everybody else, uh, probably thought they were supposed to be clicking and win 65 games uh, because they had the talent and they went to the Eastern conference finals last year, game seven, but it's a new season. There's a lot of teams that change their rosters to play, to stack up in the East. So it's a different team. So they're still getting used to each other, getting Gordon Hayward back and Kyrie back and another year of experience for the guys uh, that went through the playoffs. So it's going to be throughout the season. Uh, I actually agree with, with Katie on a lot of this in terms of just, there's a lot of change. It is a different, a different Eastern conference than what it was last year. It's going to be tougher at the top. Um, but I don't know that you can just believe that the Celtics will be fine. Once the playoffs start. All right, let's get to the other games from Monday night. 
Nets 127, Mavericks 88 in Brooklyn. This game was never close. Blowout by halftime. Mavs just didn't come to play. Uh, but a big, much-needed win for the struggling Nets team. DeMar Carroll led the Nets to 22 points off the bench. Karis Laverne, uh, Laverne had 18 points off the bench. Spencer Dinwiddie had 16 points off the bench. Uh, Kurix, 19 points, 6 rebounds for the Nets rookie. D'Angelo Russell had 13 points and 11 assists in just 22 minutes because he really didn't need to play uh, with the, the Nets getting uh, just getting to dominate the Mavericks all game. Luka Doncic, 16 points on 16 shots. Dwight Powell had 26 and six Mavs made 31 shots. The Nets assisted 21 or assisted 29 made shots. So that is your, uh, that's your game right there. Dirk four points, 57 points behind Wilt Chamberlain on the all time list. Nets remain in the sixth seed in the East, but are an equal number of games back with Detroit heat. One fourteen, Hawks one thirteen in Miami, huge win for Miami in their playoff push. Uh, they won this game by running out the final nine seconds while the Hawks scrambled to try to foul them. Could not foul them. Heat ended up winning that one. Dwayne Wade passed Michael Jordan for most blocks by a guard in NBA history. Wade had 14 of his 23 points in the fourth quarter to pull the heat to victory. And then as we all expected, Nitz had a, uh, had a Jersey swap with Kevin Herter, the rookie from Maryland. So uh, congrats to Kevin on that one. Josh Richardson, 19 points, five rebounds, five assists. Justice Winslow had 18 points. Trey young finally cooled off uh, 14 points, eight assists, eight turnovers, shot four of 11 from the field. Vince Carter led the Hawks with 21 points, hit seven threes, moved past Jamal, Ca- Jamal Crawford for sixth all time in three pointers made the heat are now in a three-way tie with Orlando and Charlotte for the eight seed. Orlando currently has a higher win percentage, but they're equal number of games uh, back Spurs 104 nuggets 103 in San Antonio DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge carried the Spurs in this game 24 points seven assists six rebounds three steals for DeRozan 22 points nine rebounds for Aldridge Rudy Gay had 14 points nine rebounds four assists off the bench Spurs were up big early in this game Nuggets came back uh, in the fourth quarter with a 34 to 19 advantage Jamal Murray fueled them in that fourth quarter, 14 points in the fourth finished with 25 points, eight assists hit six of 10 from three point range. Gary Harris actually missed a pretty good look from the, th- uh, the corner three as time expired, uh, ended up losing that game. Nikola Jokic, 22 points, 10 rebounds, six assists. Denver shot four free throws in this game, just four free throws. There are two games behind the warriors. Spurs are eighth in the West Nits. uh, a big win for the Spurs. I, I I think people don't realize that there is much in the mix to, to miss the playoffs as the Clippers or the Kings. Uh, and they came through with a huge win against Denver. Totally. And you could see that they wanted it. They came out on fire and they were leading that game for a majority of it. I think credit to the nuggets. Obviously they're really good in the clutch and they're great at coming back from pretty big deficits. Um, and they made it a super close one when it really shouldn't have been, but such a fun game. Honestly, it kept going yeah. back and forth for a little while. Um, and then you had, obviously, the Nuggets making that crazy run. Jamal Murray, when he's hot, it's just so fun to watch. And, like, he's either cold or he's giving you three back-to-back three-pointers to lead a run that's putting you back in this game. So just super fun all around. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Denver, uh, they really do execute well at the end of games. Like, that 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 uh-huh. look to get that three-pointer for Gary Harris was a, was a really nice play design and really just simple play. Uh, good inbound pass by Jokic just didn't fall. And you already know that they're a great offensive rebounding team. I think they're either first or second in the league in that department. So you get them down the stretch, and they're going for those balls and those second-chance opportunities. I think they had uh, two or three chances in one of the final possessions to try to get the lead, and they just it didn't fall. You're right. That's it. Um, but I think more disappointing with the Nuggets in this, basically the entire game, maybe with an exception of, of Spurt in the first half, 
is their defensive execution was back to what we've kind of seen them do all season. They've been a little bit better recently, but they were just not putting in the effort at all for a little bit, which this is not a must win game for them. And the Spurs really did come out hot and they execute really well when they do on the offensive end. But just a little bit of what I think is a glimpse of what we can expect from them defensively. Like if they don't care and they don't show up and this is how they play and they let the Spurs kind of do whatever they want on that, like offensively, um, you can't really, I don't think that there's any reason that you could do that. You should be showing up for these games. There's 18 games left in the season and sure you've secured the two seed, but something could happen and you've been on a losing streak for a bit. Like, come on. Yeah. You're catchable blazers and and thunder could both catch them. uh, If they, if they don't, you know, take these games a little bit more seriously and come out with a little bit more fire Can't wait for the blazers to be second seed and be blown out in the first round one more time. Suns one fourteen, bucks one Oh five and Phoenix. I'm sorry. What, what, what happened here? Giannis played. Chris Middleton played, Bledsoe played, Brooke Lopez played, and they lost. Suns are now the best team in the NBA. Giannis had 21 points, 13 rebounds, 6 assists, 3 steals, and they lost to the Suns. Huh. Huh. Chris Middleton, 6 points on 1 of 13 shooting. Now, there we go. Brooke Lopez, 3 of 11. Miritich, 3 of 14. Pau Gasol didn't score in 5 minutes. Pau Gasol is ruining this team. This team is is not one in the Pau Gasol era, and they are ruining this team. Kelly Oubre, 27 points, 13 rebounds, 3 blocks. Devin Booker had 22 points, 7 assists, 5 rebounds. DeAndre Ayton, 19 points, 12 rebounds. Bucks were up 7 with 5 minutes left. The game was tied with, uh, with at 103 with 110 left, and and the, the Suns finished this game on a 24-7 run um, over those final 5 minutes to, to take the win. Uh, Suns are the first team to build, beat Milwaukee twice this season, so as long as the Bucks don't face the Suns in the finals, I think they should be they should be okay. Bucks are still up two games on the Raptors for the one seed. Pelicans 115, Jazz 112 in Salt Lake City. Jazz were up one, got the stop they needed with under 30 seconds left in this game, except Joe Ingles couldn't secure the rebound. He got ripped away by Alfred Payton, who then scored the layup to go up one with 24 seconds left. Anthony Davis in this continued charade of making him play, but not having him play a bunch of minutes, played 22 minutes, 15 points, 11 rebounds, three assists, three steals, three blocks. Julius Randle was incredible in this game, 30 points, eight rebounds, five assists. Drew Holiday also incredible in this game with 30 points. Rudy Gobert had 19 points, 19 rebounds, two blocks. Joe Ingles, eight points, 11 assists, seven turnovers. Donovan Mitchell had nine assists. He had 19 points, but he needed eight of 24 to get those 19 points. Uh, Jay Crowder, Kyle Korver, both had 20 points off the bench. Jazz turned the ball over 18 times in this game, which kind of did them in. Jazz are still the sixth seed, though, in the Western Conference. And then final game of the night, Kings 115, Knicks 108 in Sacramento. Kings get a much-needed victory, even though it was against the Knicks. Big game for Buddy Heald, 28 points, 7 assists, 6 rebounds. Harrison Barnes had 22 points, 10 rebounds. Harry Giles, 17 off the bench. Doesn't Harry Giles sound like the name of a boy band member? Is it, am I crazy here? Every time I say <laughs> no, the name Harry Giles, I feel like he's like a like 98 degrees or O-Town or something. That's just what it sounds like to me. He's really good, though. Had 17 off the bench. He was great. Darren Fox, 16 points, four assists, four steals. So many free throws in this game, it would not end. 33 attempts for the Kings, 28 for the Knicks. Dennis Smith Jr. had 18 points, five assists for the Knicks. Alonzo Trier, 29 points, eight rebounds off the bench. Kings are now three games back of the eight seed, which is the Spurs. All right, Nitz, let's get to the line of the night. 
Giannis, 21 points, 13 rebounds, six assists, three steals. Oubre, 27 points, 13 rebounds, three blocks. Uh, we could do Julius Randle at 30 points, eight rebounds, five assists. Rajon Rondo had a triple-double, 24 points, 12 assists, 10 rebounds. DeMar DeRozan had a really good game, 24 points, seven, seven assists, six rebounds, three steals. Who gets your line of the night? Giannis had a crazy game, but man's lost to the Suns, so I'm going to yep. go with DeMar DeRozan. Yep. 4.7 assists, six rebounds, three steals, and a win. And a really good win. So got to go to DD Dar. I'm going to go Julius Randle. Julius Randle was awesome in this game. 30 points, eight rebounds, five assists. Just couldn't. Uh, I mean, a really good jazz front court couldn't stop him from doing whatever he wanted. So he's going to get my line of the night for the game to watch Tuesday night. We got two big ones. So I just split them up for us. I'll take Rockets Raptors. Uh, Rockets are playing really good basketball. James Harden's back on those insane scoring streaks and the Raptors, uh, you know, Raptors are still very good at home. Still very good uh, whenever they play good teams. And I want to see how they respond uh, to what Houston's doing. And I want to see if, if they can slow down James Harden. Yeah, I love that. Um, and I got Celtics Warriors. Well, tomorrow really is a big night. Yeah, um, obviously, it's gonna be good. like teams, no matter how trash they've been for a minute, will show up to play the Warriors. So we should get a good game out of it. Is it home or is it away? Uh, it's home game for the Warriors. Ooh, fun. Yeah. Kyrie back in the building with his BFF. Oh, yeah. Oh, we yeah. can get his videos between them. The quotes tomorrow are going to be insane. Uh, We're going to get stick <laughs> so around for shoot around today, folks. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> Absolutely. Be sure to like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash count the dings, subscribe to the back to back podcast, subscribe to the new, uh, you're going to get the new basketball buds. You're going to get nerdy. She wrote, you're gonna get the mailbag this week. Uh, and we're going to have a complete live show recap on uh, one or all of those episodes. Go subscribe to black opinions matter Monday feed, which you can find on all podcast platforms. Subscribe, rate review to that. Do the same thing for the daily ding, which is this podcast. Also, you know, we've got the house of Strauss. We've got pack your knives. We've got all kinds of good stuff. We're, back be sure to look out for those tickets this week if you're a patreon subscriber for the chicago live show uh, thanks for waking up with us go eat your egos go take your vitamins go brush your teeth go to work go be something nits you gotta sign up ding ding